I'm just going to say this. I've been in my head about it. I've been really anxious and it's been gnawing at me. I really do love you and I don't want you to hate me. I'm not mad at you. I just feel unheard sometimes and it's hurtful. I want to be able to share things with you, but why even bother if you're not going to even listen to them? I don't think it's your intention. I really don't. I feel like we've been growing apart and sometimes I think it's because you're just like, you're not, you're not listening. Did you say something? <laughs> yeah, did you say something? How many have been there before, right? You're talking, talking, and, and the other person like, what? What'd you say? My question this morning is, when, when was the last time that you actually truly listened bowing your head or plowing your head into your phone without interrupting that person to give your own thought and interject with your own opinion. When was the last time that you really listened? But I get it. Why, why would you, right? You see, we're, we're taught to speak up. We're taught to speak out, to, to use our voice, to say what we think, to share from the heart. And we do that, and we do that so well. What we don't do is listen. We don't do that very well at all. And to be fair, no one's really listening to you either. Right? No one's listening because we're too busy wanting to share our thoughts, our opinions. Right? So how do we change that? How do we, because this is, this is what life is really about. It's about understanding the situations we're in and how do we live this life here on earth better. What, what can we do to be better and do better by the people that we love, by the people that we do life with, by the people that we care do we consistently just try just do we consistently just ignore what people are trying to say because we're so engulfed by trying to say what we want to say and so my hope over the next few weeks is to to be able to, to elaborate on this just a bit to expose some of the hurdles that we encounter and provide you with some tools some practical tools that make sure that you get better and do better in this art of listening. Last week, we focused on what is listening, getting to, to the why behind the what. And we kind of just scratched the surface. I gave you a lot of information last week. And how many of you tried to be better at listening this past week? Some of you. The rest of you, I don't know what happened. Listen, let me tell you how this, what it does. It works wonders in your life. Just try it. Believe me. Right? Just joking. Not joking, really. I'm telling you, do it. That's how. Sorry, not sorry. Yes. Right? But last week we focused on what is listening, getting to the why behind the what, that by listening we're really validating that person, the person that you're engaged in that conversation. Right? It's easy to hear something, blah, 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 and say, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? But listening requires you to, to be present, to be in the moment, to, to say that I'm here. I'm here this moment. I'm listening to what you're saying. Right? And I want to be able to, to, to help you. Right? Jerry Maguire said, help me help you. Right? And you can help by listening. So today, we're going to talk about why we shut out the very voices that we need to hear. 
man, are we good at shutting out the voices that we need to hear. Right? We, we say phrases back in the days like talk to the hand. Like, yeah, whatever. Roll the eyes. Like you almost have convulsions when you roll your eyes because you don't want to listen. Right? You just walk away because you don't want to listen. We shut out the voices that we really need to hear. Let me ask you this. Do you remember as a kid, and, and maybe, maybe you still do this today, but do you remember as a kid, right, sticking your fingers in your ears because you didn't want to hear what someone was saying? Like, nah, 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 I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Right? You, you, you did that because you didn't want to hear what they were saying. Not because it wasn't true, but simply because it was inconvenient for you. And maybe today you don't actually physically put your fingers in your ears, right? People, you still shut people out because you don't want to hear something that's inconvenient to you. So yesterday, I was, it's always funny, for, for what, 24 years, it's always been me and the girls. Me and the girls. Everywhere, and they just multiply. We just multiply. Like even when we get rid of them, more people, more females come in, Right? And I'm not complaining. I'd rather, I don't want any other boys coming in at this moment. It's like towards the very end or the very beginning, depending on where you're coming from, there's this restaurant slash club. Right? It's a restaurant slash club because it's outdoors and there's a DJ and it is like boom, boom, boom. The the techno music is pounding and, and there's a bunch of young adults all talking. And all you see is because you can't hear them. You can't hear a word they're saying. They're just pretending they're, they're hearing, but they're not listening. Because that music is blasted. We walk like three blocks and you can still hear the music. And so as we're walking, Noah, my youngest, right, puts her fingers like this. She's walking. And, and Monica's, we can't eat there. <laughs> and I was like, Noah can't deal with it. And I was like, yeah, neither can I. Like, I, yeah, I just, I'm old, right? And so just things don't, sound is not that good anymore. I don't like that kind of music. Anyway, but that's besides the point. The fact is that Barbie, my daughter, and her friend Elaine wanted to go in there. They wanted to eat there. Because, again, you couldn't hear anything. Like, I, it was just funny to watch people talking, moving their lips. But you know they didn't hear what the other person was saying. Because everything was wild, loud. And so for Noah, it was inconvenient for her. Now, doesn't it feel like a lot of adults are putting, on, putting fingers in their ears, refusing to listen to one another these days? I'm not talking about you doing it to your spouse, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about everything else, right? We live in a world today where people are refusing to listen to what other people are having or want to say. And not only won't we listen to each other, but we're cutting people off Right, we're, we're, we're cutting people off. We're, we're pushing them away, who, people who seem to think differently than we do, before actually sitting down, kind of deteriorating our relationships. But it's preventing us from learning anything new about other people, about other perspectives that might help us make better decisions. Because here's a newsflash, you don't know it all other people's opinions and thoughts and perspective, not to, to, to take their thoughts and their opinions and go live by it, but to add to our thoughts and our opinions and our perspectives so that we can make a better decision for ourselves, for the people we love and care about. Now, 
Truth be told, this has always been a struggle for mankind. We have struggled with this for so long. And it's always had and always will have a cost. It's going to require something from you to be able to listen to what other people have to say. If you divide the Bible into the New Testament, Old Testament, this is part of the, the Old Testament. And I know many of you heard the rumors that don't read the book of Numbers because it's just about numbers. It's close. But there are some really good stories about the book of Numbers. We're going to start with chapter 3. And this is a story about the Israelites. The Israelites, right, were moving into the promised land. This is a story about them moving into the promised land. And Moses was appointed their leader. And there's this nation, right? It's not just like five people. It's not ten people. It's actually a nation. The Israelites were moving from one place to another. And so it starts with verse 3 in chapter 13. It says, so Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He sent out 12 men, all tribal leaders of Israel, from their camp in the wilderness of Paran. Verse 17, Moses gave the men these instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. See what the land is like and find out what kind of land they live in. Is it good? Is it bad? Do their towns have war, walls? Like, I'm a New Yorker, so wars and walls just like a tongue twister for me. Any, anybody else? I just, all right, it's New Yorkers. Anyway, war, see, <laughs> I distract myself with stuff like this. Do their towns have walls? Or, I got to pronunciate this, right? Or are they unprotected, pray for me, like open camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. So Moses gives these leaders specific requests, right? It gives them a, a to-do list, right? And he wants them to follow through with this. Now notice that Moses tells them to keep their eyes open, to pay attention to everything and bring, bring back a full report. So that he doesn't end up with random details, right, uh, lacking context. He's asking them to avoid jumping to a conclusion and to just collect all of the information. Not just a little bit of the information, but all of the information, all of the facts. Because he wants to make the best decision. Now Moses probably already has an opinion, right. He already has he probably already has an opinion of what this land is like. But he doesn't want to make a decision until he has all of the facts. This church is wisdom. To be able to get all the information before you make a decision that will impact not just you, but your family, the people that you care and that you love. He assumes that there's a lot he still doesn't know. For example, Right, to my wife. And so my wife thought it's from my sister. She's never led me wrong before. Trying to find the pause button, trying to stop it, because that movie was not a family friendly movie. Right? So there are times in life where we make decisions without getting all of the facts. We make decisions quickly. Right? We assume that we know. Proverbs 1.5 says, let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become friends. Listen, assuming you know everything about something is the best way, the best way to become disconnected from that thing. 
assuming that you know it all. I don't care what profession you are in, assuming that you know it all, there is that you know everything that there is to know about that one thing will eventually put you in a position to be disconnected from that thing. Why? Because people change. Circumstances change. Situations evolve. And your perspective is really limited. It's limited because how you see things, your perception of it, right, what you think about it is based off your feelings. And so, for example, Jason who works with electricity, maybe he's gotten shocked a few times or all, and he says, oh, that's nothing. It's nothing. And I go do what he did, and I'm over here shaking because it's something. Right? His perspective is his perspective, and it's going to be different because people change. And maybe what bothered you when you were a kid doesn't bother you now as an adult, and maybe what didn't bother you as a kid now bothers you walking by that restaurant. I was like, oh, this is cool for like two minutes. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, who can do this? I can't even see my food correctly. Right? Let's keep reading. In Numbers chapter 13, verse 25, now we start to receive the reports that are coming back. And they're conflicting reports. It says, after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned. Verse 27, this was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it needed a bountiful country. And it, it was indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is, the kind, uh, here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the defendants of Anak. But Caleb... Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. Verse 32. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. Quote, the land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Now, I find it interesting that they saw these tribal leaders, they all saw the same thing. They saw the same thing, but two different interpretations of what they saw was reported back. They all saw the same thing, but when it was time to report, their opinions, their perspectives, their feelings of what they saw was reported differently. Two different interpretations were brought back. And they're just going back and forth, right? They're going back and forth of what he saw and what he saw, what he thought and what he thought, right? Talking over each other. No one is really listening about how they arrived to their conditions. Uh, saying or asking heartfelt questions about how they arrived to their conditions. Have you ever been there before? Where you have a conversation with someone and all of a sudden you don't agree. No, but that person wants to share what they thought. And because they don't want you to say your thing, they're going to get a little louder. And a little more demanding. And then you're like, oh, no, wait a minute. Uh -uh, mm, that ain't happening. Let me get a little, let me show you. And if you're a Puerto Rican, you just want to be the loudest in the room. 
right? You want your voice to be heard. You start stomping feet, waving your head, right? Waving my head back and forth, right? You start, you want everybody to know what is going on because you want someone to listen to you. You want somebody to doing this, but doing this takes time. Be aware of how or why they landed where they did, right? You may not be fully aware of how they came to that conclusion and easier than trying to understand where this person is coming from. It's restating your point of view louder. It's restating your point of view with stronger language, right? It's, it's, it's having your kids have to close the door. Think about this. What intention do you bring into a conversation? When you have a conversation with someone, what are your intentions? What are you bringing to this conversation? What's your frame of mind? Do you go in thinking, how am I going to set this person straight? Right? Am I going to, oh, I'm going to tell this person off right now. Mm, I'm going to give them peace of my mind. Ooh, child, wait till they hear what I got to say. I'm going to let them know. Conversation. What new information can I walk out with that I didn't walk in with? We often miss what someone else is saying because we're, we've tucked away, away somewhere next point of view when they take a breath. It's like double dutch. Double dutch, it's like you're just waiting for that, that right? They're like this, and you're like, mm. One and two and one. And, and, and it's the same thing that happens in the conversation. You're just waiting for that person to go, and so you can jump right in and say what you got to say real quickly before they start to talk again. Because you cannot wait to share your thoughts. What to say next while the other person is talking. What if we grabbed on to this today? What if we grabbed on to saying, man, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to be present and listen to what you have to say without worrying when it's going to be my turn to jump in and say what I got to say. You see, it would be easy to write the first 10 spies off as bad guys. Like they were just no good. Those guys, didn't, they were blind. They were absolutely blind. They didn't see what they were doing, right? And pre-deciding that everything that they have to say is wrong. But the facts, right, the facts they share are technically true. It's technically true. But they're also exaggerated. They're incomplete and out of context. So what, what gets us to that point? What got done to that point where they, they, what, they, what they shared wasn't false? Technically, it's true. But, but what they shared was a little bit, it's a little bit long. It's a little bit exaggerated, right? Psychologists tell us that the more insecure, the more insecure and isolated someone feels, the of force and interaction. I'm not saying that's you here this morning. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the psychologists say, right? Psychologists are saying, right, that the more insecure, the more isolated someone feels, the more they tend to express exaggerated or extreme views to get attention or to force an engagement with that someone else. In other words, when you come across someone who's starting to post crazy, out of this world, insane stuff online, guess what they're telling you? 
right? They're saying, man, I'm lonely. I need contact, human contact. I need interaction. I need someone to listen to me. We've all been there. We've all seen it. We've all read it. We've been around the family member that just comes to the party and they'd be like, what are you saying, dude? Like, can, can we get this guy, put him somewhere? Can we, can we tell him to put the TV on and sit him on the sofa? Because what he's saying, what he's doing is just like out of this world, right? Sadly, we put away these people as opposed to moving towards them. Also, if this is you, stop sharing conspiracy theories and trolling people for attention. Just saying, right? Invite someone to coffee. Join a growth group. Throw a game night. Do something to get people to engage with you. Now, another issue at play here is that the 10 spies, they made a decision about what they thought early on. And then there's a name for this. It's confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. This is when we subconsciously are looking for information that supports your existing opinion. Have you been there, done that before? Like you support, you look for any information that will support your thought. It doesn't matter if the person doesn't even speak your language. Well, so-and-so said, and what I got, they said this. Did you understand what they said? No, but they said it anyway. Right? We look for information that supports our existence. Everyone is. But they're the, and Caleb aren't biased. Everyone is. But they're the only two that tell the entire story, the whole story. They've answered all of the questions that Moses had asked of them. Thoroughly, as thoroughly as possible. And once the full story was put into context, it changed their outlook and mindset. Proverbs 18.2 says, fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. Now, I know you wouldn't call yourself a fool, but I'm a firm believer that many of us have done that before. Right? We have no interest in understanding. We only want to air our own opinions. We only want to tell the world what we feel, what we think. The 10 spies, they just keep repeating the same thing over and over, right? A singular idea over and over again. We saw giants. We saw giants. They were big giants, right? They were giants. Like they just kept saying, we saw giants. When pushed to justify why they kept repeating, they admitted it was because they were afraid. They were afraid. I'm only talking about this one thing because seeing it makes me feel afraid. And so when someone is afraid, what do they do? They protect Everyone else probably feels the same way I do. And if they don't, then their feelings are wrong because I'm right. Right? We get into this defensive mode and we start justifying our feelings, our thoughts, our opinions. Church, the world is easier to navigate or would be easier to navigate if you remember that people are governed by emotions, not dispassionate logic. We and so how we feel like, are based, about, based on our feelings, how we feel. Like, for example, um, I know it's hard to believe, but I'm a picky eater. I, 
Stop judging. I'm a picky eater. I eat with my eyes. And so if I don't like what I see, I'm not going to eat it. No, it's not. Right? I just eat with my eyes. And so basically what I'm saying is I'm an emotional, I eat this. The emotion of eating, has, I got I to gotta love it. I got to gotta look good for me to eat it. And chances are I've eaten things that look good but didn't taste good. But I won't eat something that's good because I don't like the way it looks. And so the question is, what is the person who's talking feeling and why do they feel that way? Why do they feel that way? And where did that feeling come from? So when we're listening, we are trying to get to the why. The why this person is feeling this way. Why are they saying the things that they're saying? Check this out. What someone says, what someone is saying is less important than why they're saying it. We need to get to the why, folks. In our conversations with people that we love and we care about, we need to get to the why they are saying what they're saying. Somehow, some way, we got to get past that. To get to the very core of why they, like a chihuahua. There's a reason. I sit here perched on in my office in the early mornings, and all I can hear is the little babies crying. Crying, crying, and it, and it breaks my heart to hear them crying. And I want to know, why are they crying? Like, why are they so angry? Like, what is wrong? Change a diaper, give them a spoon of food or something. I'm about to give them a cheeseburger. Or something. Like, like, why are they crying, right? There's an old saying that people have two reasons for, why, uh, for what they do. Two reasons for why, uh, for two reasons people give for what they do. A good one and the real one. A good one and a real one. Most of us hold the real one pretty close to the chest because saying it out loud usually our world. So I'm now going to give you the real one. So I'll give you a good one. Because more often than not, emotional, it's emotional than logical. If you're a good listener, you assume that everything is relevant and understanding. In other words, we need to sit there and listen and be present in order to get all of the information so that we can make a logical decision, a logical choice, or have a give a logical reasoning. But we don't want to do that. We want to be quick. We want to make our decisions based off of our emotions. And so as Moses is listening in, I imagine him saying, hold up, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. You said you felt like a grasshopper and they thought, that they thought the same way too? Like, wait, wait a minute, wait, how, did, how did you know that? How did you know that? How did you get to that thought? Why did you feel that way? Is it possible that it had more to do with you than them? Did they actually come out and say, that, hey, you guys look like grasshoppers to us? And I know it's funny right now, but think about the things that you reply. I get in trouble all of the time. My wife says, think about what you just said. Well, I got to think about what I just said because it doesn't make sense. Where did you come up with that? Uh, I don't know. It was based off my feelings. I'm giving you my feelings. I'm sharing. I'm being vulnerable. Not. Right? 
Let's be real. It's easy to sit back and say they shouldn't be afraid. But this is a group of people who grew up in slavery, in constant fear. It was pretty much all they knew. And people have a tendency to spend their lives seeking out circumstances that reproduce what they knew from their childhood. We try to replicate. We live our life trying to replicate, right, the way we live. That's why some people still want to do comb-overs. <laughs> knocking anyone here. Right? That's why some people want to, they like the certain style of furniture, like a certain style of thing because it reminds them of, of back in the days when they were young and not a kid anymore. Just in case that's a, a copy that from somewhere else. Somebody trying to hit me with copyrights there. Right? Because even if it wasn't healthy, it still feels like home because it's familiar, what's, 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 what, something that, that makes us feel peace. Right? It's the last night my daughter jumped into my bed. She has her own bed. Comfortable to her. Numbers 14.1 says, Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Jump to verse 10. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all of the Israelites at the tabernacle. So because Joshua and Caleb were bringing in information that did not line up with what they were feeling, it did not make them feel comfortable, it was not familiar with them, they were rejecting their thoughts, their opinions, and they were, wanted to stone them. The whole community freaks out based on the unsubstantiated opinions of a couple of people. Just like we do today. We freak out. Because people are giving their thoughts and their opinions, and it's unsubstantiated. And why does this keep happening over and over again? Because of something called negativity bias. Negativity bias is allowing people, allowing negative thoughts to disproportionately influence your thinking. Hey, this is not saying that everybody's opinion is wrong. What it's saying is you're allowing negative thoughts to seep into your life, into your way of thinking, into your way of doing things. And it is impacting you moving forward. It is impacting the way you make the choices in your life. Joshua and Caleb tried to expand everyone's limited perspective, but nobody was listening. No one is taking in any information. No one wants to learn anything new. Their position is, I'm upset and I'm afraid and anyone who tells me different is bad. Church, truth is learning is, is uncomfortable. Learning is uncomfortable because we feel threatened by information that challenges our identity. We feel threatened by information that is being brought to us because it challenges what we've already known, what we've already been here, it's against, it's counter my way of doing things. Some of us in parenting, we don't want to hear what other people, how other people parent because we are stuck in the way we parent and the way our grandmother, our parents uh, uh, parented us and the grandparents parented them. And so we think, hey, listen, we're still alive. We're still alive. Nothing wrong with that. in. When we're deeply rooted in a group and that group all agrees on something, 
In order to entertain, it might require that, that we are, it might require to change who we are and what we stand for in order for when your core beliefs are challenged, it causes you to believe them even more. We kind of bunker in. We kind of bunker in. Brain scan research reveals that having our deeply held beliefs challenged sets off the same fear senses as us being chased by an angry bear. In other words, when we are confronted with someone who is, is challenging what we believe to be the norm, the way we do things in life, our brain the time to run for your life, right? So we don't want to accept that. In other words, we panic and we feel like if we don't fight or if we don't flee the situation, we're going to die. According to a survey, a nationwide survey of college students, 51% thought it was acceptable to shout at a said they thought using violence to shut the speaker up was okay. I had a and her professor didn't care too much about the paper because he felt threatened because her thoughts and her opinions differed than his. Proverbs 17.27 says, A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even-tempered. And so he decided at that point that he wasn't going to give her a grade. So he gave her a zero until she stepped to the plate and expressed why she felt the way she felt. In our culture, we just avoid differences of opinion altogether. We selectively listen to only those who make us feel secure in our current positions. And this breeds narrow-minded thinking and alternative facts, right? All of us, all of which make us much more suspicious, untrusting, fearful, angry, and even more entrenched. We end up not just, we end up not just thinking the other side is wrong but that they're dangerous as well because we don't want to take in what other people have to say. I go back to the parenting. In this season of life where my wife and I are at, we have two of our oldest daughters who feel like they have an opinion on everything, that their voice matters. Before, when your kids are small, you just say, hey, do this. Why? Because I said so. Right? And they don't have a choice in that. But as they get older, for those of you who have young kids and don't have older kids yet, you, they're going to have a choice. They're going to be opinionated. And we as parents have to allow our children to share their thoughts and their opinions because it's valid to them. It doesn't make it all right. But their thoughts and their opinions are valid to them. And so we have to get to the point where we now have to listen. Because refusing to listen to those who think differently doesn't make you more intelligent than them. It makes you more, sorry. It makes you more insecure than them. And I get emotional because I've done that to my girls. I said, no, this is the way. This is because I said so. I didn't listen to what they 
had to say, their thoughts, because I thought that my thoughts were valid and right and perfect. Confident people don't get riled up by opinions different from their own, nor do they spew vile online. Secure people don't decide others are uh, uh, irredeemably stupid or malicious without knowing who they are as individuals. People are so much more than their positions. Over this last year, we've heard so many positions, so many thoughts, so many, so many opinions online, in conversations, on TV, on the radio, on social media. We've heard so many positions. And we fail to realize that people are much more than their positions. Unfortunately, the Israelites don't allow themselves to listen to anything other than what they've already decided to think. And because they're so unteachable and negatively entrenched in their own assumptions, none of them are able to experience what God wanted to do in their lives. They all spent the next 40 years wandering like nomads, miserable, and they missed out on getting to the promised land, the land that was flowing with milk and honey. I think the takeaway for today is don't be like those people. That's simple, right? <laughs> Can't get any more simple than that. Don't be like them. Be more like Joshua. Be more like Caleb. Be more like Moses. Don't be like the old pastor E, who's limited to his thoughts and his fears and his understanding. But instead, open up your ground. Allow people to interject their thoughts and their opinions. Not that you have to take everything that they have to say, but that what they have to say can be added to what you think and it positions you to have a better reply or be better in a better position to make choices for you and the people that you love. Over this past year, we have made decisions based on what somebody else told us. On what we heard. Right, today we are still getting information and, and for some of us, not all of it makes sense just yet. We're still trying to figure it out. And it's not for us to say yay or nay right now. Maybe it's just for us to take a step back and let it all come in and, and then figure out what works best for you and yours. What's the best way to raise your children? What's the best way to engage your spouse in conversations that are not venomous, that are not hurting? What's the best way to deal with a coworker? What's the best way to deal with relationships that are broken and hurting? So let's not be those people. Let's be a listener and a learner. 
Let's take that information all in. And from there, make the best decision for you and your family. Because here's the news flash. Whatever decision you earner, chances are it's going to differ from your neighbor. It's going to be different than the person that you love and you care about. But we can't just make decisions based off our emotions. We can't just make decisions because I said so. We can't just base decisions because that's the way I did it in the past. That's the way my mama and my dad did it, and now I need to do it that way. No, maybe you need to blaze a new trail for you and yours based on wisdom, based on godly wisdom, based on what's best for you and your family. Proverbs 18 Verse 15 says, intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. In other words, we don't close ourselves off from learning something new. By the way, TikTok only helps a little. I know, I know some of you thinking about that. Because listening means you embrace the possibility that there might be multiple truths and understanding them all might lead to a larger truth. Right? Understanding says, man, there might be multiple truths. There might be a few ways to do this, different ways to do this. And it will all help you be better and do better. Making wise decisions requires us to move beyond stats and engage the stories that shape them. Statistically, you'd go with the majority opinion. But Moses listens carefully enough to understand the specifics behind the different perspectives. He doesn't just make a decision based on these people's conclusions, but based on why and how they came to those conclusions. But church, if this is so difficult for all of us, how do we go about doing it? How do we go about practically doing this in our world, in our life? If you have a picture, you have a pen, write this down real quickly. I'm going to go through them. I'll promise to put them back on social media this week. But number one, make your goal to repeat their position back to them in your own words. When we engage in a conversation with someone, make it your goal to repeat what they're saying, their position, their take back to them in your own words so that you both leave there with a better and clear understanding that you get what they're saying. Number two, find out why their position is important to them, right? Get to that emotional backstory behind it. In short, Madison got an opportunity to share why she felt the way she did on her paper. And at the end, she said, Dad, I got a good grade on it too. Right? Number three, ask questions that enable you to imagine what it feels like to be them. Number four, don't dismiss their entire perspective because you disagree with their conclusion. Not everybody's going to agree with you. Not everybody's going to think like you. Not everybody's going to do it like you. But that doesn't mean you can't listen to them. Because we only become secure in our convictions by allowing them to be challenged. The more your convictions are challenged the stronger 
they will become. Because you get to kind of answer and see the, the holes and be able to solidify your thoughts and your opinions on why you feel the way you feel. But it starts off by listening. Listening and learning. Amen.